The Mood and Food podcast is sponsored by Igenis Healthcare Nutrition in Cambridge, UK. Igenis have kindly agreed to offer listeners to the podcast a special 20% discount on their complete range of high-quality supplements for your mental and physical health. Just add the code ADVITALITY, A-D-D-V-I-T-A-L-I-T-Y in capitals at checkout and your order will be discounted by 20%. And the website at igenus.com contains some great articles and health information too. That's I-G-E-N-N-U-S dot com. Thanks, Heather. So what, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your personal backstory, which is often so helpful to position this conversation for people. Okay. You know, it's it's kind of uh, classic, actually, but, but, but among most people that I seem to talk to um, with what I was diagnosed with. Um, so where do, where do I begin with this? Where do I begin with this? Insofar as it's helpful to people yeah. to understand your journey, I think life changed two years ago when I was diagnosed with BPD. Um, well, it, it's borderline personality disorder, and I think what that did was that was the first time it put everything together, really. And you know, there, there's obviously behind most. But well, I can't say behind most, but behind my mental health problems has always been a lot of trauma that comes from infancy and, um, you know, my family background and so on and so forth without going down that rabbit hole. Mm. And, you know, about how we deal with that trauma later on and, and repeat bad habits and, mm. yeah, kind of uh, kind of carry on carry on replaying and hurting ourselves for a long time. So, so when I was diagnosed with a BPD, the first thing that came to a head was the fact that I just could not control my changing moods. I could not control it and I had never been able to control it. And finally, someone had said what it is and they gave me a medication which I was not um i was not open to taking medication at all i've never considered medication and i didn't believe that it was the solution i believed that it was um a band-aid and it can help but i never believed that it was the solution i believe i always believed that you know you have to treat the root of the problem so eventually you know i had to i had to admit well i need some help with this so i i I began taking medication, but my goal was always to understand exactly what it was, what the problem was, and not really call it a problem, but just understand enough to know, okay, if this is a thing, let's just call it a thing, let's not call it a diagnosis, this is a thing that you're going to live with for the rest of your life. Uh, can I get better? Is it going to go away? Um, well, you know, if, if life is going to go away, yeah, but there's always going to be a thing. So, so in essence, you're always going to have to deal with something and it's about how you're going to deal with it. And it, you just really simplify it by saying, what can I do to, I'm not even explaining this very well. <laughs> can we just start that again, Andrew? <laughs> no, I don't worry, I'll edit it out. Just keep going. <laughs> um, I really wanted to look at 
alternative ways of coping and treating and living with BPD. Um, and that meant for me, the first thing I did was I noticed how I put myself in a situation that I was completely alone so that I could monitor without outside influences so that I could monitor my moods and see what, what changed them, what influenced them. And that for me was alcohol instantly, um, caffeine, and uh, without outside stresses, you know, because I moved to I moved to a cottage in the middle of a village. I was the only person I knew there, so it, there was no no way of getting stressed, no way of a personal uh, relationship confusing or muddying the waters. It was just me and nature and peace and quiet. So if there was something wrong, there were you know what was making it wrong. And uh, it was it was diet. It was diet. It was essentially what I was eating, what I was consuming, and predominantly alcohol. Um, in my case, so I noticed. Okay, I have to cut out these things, but I still wasn't really fixing. I still really wasn't getting better. It's just that I wasn't um, being triggered to feel aggressive or to be triggered to feel depressed. So I wasn't being given giving myself these stimulants. Um, but there was still something wrong. There was still a lot of fluctuations there. And I, you know, it, it's something that's been on the back burner. So when I saw your course, naturally I wanted to know, okay, this is exactly what I've been thinking this whole time is yes, my moods are directly related to my diet uh, or my diet is directly related to my moods, you know, one or the other, but they're so connected that it's confusing, but what's going on helps. So your course really kicked everything off for me. And once um, once I started with your course, I really started taking what had been hobbies and um, other other projects um, into more focus and dedicating myself to that. So that's how it has turned out that now not only focusing on my diet, um, I'm looking at how herbs and remedies and just down to different teas can change different uh, the biology in my body. And now it's at the point where I'm fascinated by the fact that, you know, I've had I've had the flu with my partner at the exact same time and he's taking traditional medicine and I have got better than him and been looking after him while taking um, oregano, rosemary, lemon, garlic. <laughs> and you say, oh, but you know, you need to take something. So you need to take some lemon sip. You need to take a paracetamide. Well, paracetamol, where do medicines come from? They come from plants. They originally all came from plants. And all we've done is we've now synthetically made the the synthetic version of it which is a lot quicker and it's a pill so it tastes nicer it's quicker um but essentially it's a mimic of everything's really come from plants so this is this is where i've gone um now so i've gone full down this road to the point where now i'm actually looking for and planting nettles and dandelions in my garden <laughs> because i know that you know what i need is and i look at and i say well Okay, this week, um, 
I'm really down on energy and I noticed that. So what I need is iron. So I'm, I've noticed that this usually happens at certain times of the day or week. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a nettle tea at that low so that I can foresee that low. Or for example, I get really anxious before this meeting. So I'm, I'm definitely going to have some lemon balm, some melissa before that meeting. And you know, you can just chew it or you can put it on a salad or you can make an infusion. It doesn't matter. But lemon balm is so calming and it calms the nerves. And, it, you know, these are all these are all things that I don't need to go into the into the science of it because the evidence is there. So it's absolutely fascinating once you go into this world of how you can literally food is medicine. And if only we took that more seriously, and if only we applied that, then you really start to see how your health is in your hands and your health is not in your mind. Your health is in your hands because everything you, you do can make or break you. And you know it's however spiritual you want to get about this because i'm not even going to you know a spiritual train with this but you know they i i was reading something this morning which was really beautiful and it says along the lines of you can try to fix the problem all day with your mind but your heart knows that there is no problem so true and it runs right to the heart of the three principles understanding which is the kind of bonus to the course as as you know you already mm. have you already are what you need um we, we just cloud that we get in the way of it we're born mentally healthy we learn the wrong strategies oh gosh i, I just found your story fascinating heather and i think that it provides such huge hope for people who are struggling right now with their mood and their mental health mm -hmm. um when all that seems to be on offer is a certain type of remedy um, and what we're talking about here is is a natural approach mm -hmm. without side effects and it, it's fantastic to hear the impact that this has had for you so how has your life changed in the last couple of years it's it's really interesting you should ask that because um last night i was actually looking through photos of the moment that I arrived in the village to now and my life has changed not just you know not just inwardly but outwardly to the point that you don't recognize the same girl that people in in the same village will say oh you cannot because they they I look different she just um, said you live in Spain, which is why you were talking Spanish. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, excuse me. Right. But um, they say like I didn't, I didn't recognise you because you look, you look different. And I think no, I've always looked this way. But I looked at the photos and I said, wow, I really do. And I noticed that there was kind of a, a very synthetic look to me before. And I think that when you go down to the bones of happiness, suddenly you strip away all of this unnecessary stuff which isn't helping which you think is the cure because it's being marketed at you like that so you know it's like oh you know and and we can go down this road forever you know talking about this one but 
I noticed that, wow, you know, I don't bleach my hair anymore and I'm not wearing lots of makeup and nails and all of these things, but I'm better, I'm healthier, I'm happier. I'm, yeah. I'm more in shape than I've ever been and I'm not going to the gym every morning in Lycra. And it's, it's wholesome and it's real and it's very incredibly authentic it's just incredibly authentic i think that the best way to describe the journey is really just going back to your authentic self there's that inner child or that child that we forgot and left long ago with peer pressure and and what we thought we should be and they have all the answers and it was just so simple and they knew what to eat and what to do and when to move and when to rest and uh, and we've somehow along the way got so busy wrapped up in our minds and that we've we've really just forgotten to listen to that that very natural intuition that we have with what you said um because it so resonates with my experience and my story and the story of the people that I work with. And yet we're so busy chasing the solution that we forget what's right in front of us and inside of us. And this wisdom that we have that you referred to um, is this childlike wisdom, which somehow we've lost touch with mm. and we contaminate with all of the other things and then our busy overthinking and, and all of that. What a fascinating story, Heather. It's it's just so simple. Well, thank you, Andrew. I'm glad I'm glad you find it interesting. <laughs> I totally have, and I hope other people, and I'm sure other people will too. If you could summarize, what what advice would you give to somebody who's struggling with their mental health right now? How would you advise them to um, to move forward? Well, I think. I think the the first thing I would probably do is to not tell them not to worry about moving forward and just sit down and give themselves a big ruddy hug. Lovely. You know, I would say that because we're so worried about getting better, about being better, about I have to improve. It's okay. Hey, it's okay. You can be balmy. You can be a bit poorly. You can, it doesn't matter. You can have one arm, but give yourself a hug. It's been a tough road. And the reason you're struggling now is because you've likely had an even tougher road behind you. So please just sit down and rest and give yourself some love. Because we don't have to go anywhere until you're ready and you're feeling okay. Love that. And that's, I think that's where, where most of us, the first step is not stepping, is zero. And most yeah. of us get stuck at that one because we're so like, okay, what should I do? What should I do? All right, I'll do it. I agree. And, and I think there is a realisation in that moment. It's a bit like, like when you realise, when a dog realises it's been chasing its own tail round and round for years. Um, and suddenly there's, there's a, an aha our moment i don't need to keep doing this anymore and, and let's face it we do create turmoil through overthinking and i've heard it said that the root cause of every mental illness is is chronic mental stress otherwise known as overthinking in various different guises mm. we aren't born doing that yeah yeah wow. absolutely i mean you know i was thinking this morning about how many expressions there are in the world 
Um, and, you know, in every language that I encounter, there's always so many different ways of saying don't overthink it. You know, in English, we really just have that don't overthink it, which is quite it's relatively new. Yeah. Whereas, you know, in other languages, you know, there's a no, no, um, no, mas vueltas. don't go, um, don't go around in circles. Yes. Anymore. Um, there's another one. Um, don't montar pelis, which is uh, don't start to create movies that don't exist in your head. Brilliant. Brilliant. You know, so it's, and you can really see that. Like we're playing a video. We're imagining we're playing a video, and we're playing this this potential possible anxious future that never actually happens 90% of the time you know we we're just running around with these with these movie pictures going in our heads all day it's exhausting you know don't you don't even have to bring the word mental health into it and just a healthy person is just exhausting themselves without even opening their eyes or getting out of bed totally and, and when you realize that's what you've been doing it's it is profound isn't it there's a there's a shift and, and wonderful talking to you because you've clearly had some major insights around this whole area. And that's what changes us. It's insight, sight from within, which is everything we're talking about. We are that which we seek. And um, when we have those insights, we no longer have to chase our tail, rerun the movie, um, you know, whatever metaphor you like or whichever language you want to apply. Wow, wonderful story. Very, very uplifting and, and inspiring, Heather. Thank you. <laughs> my pleasure, Andy. My pleasure. 